to sponsor the show otherwise. So, um, you know, go with uh, what you got. And uh, let me turn uh, that off there. Let me just check a couple of things. We're doing it live. Caddyshack IL on Facebook, patreon.com slash Jacob V. Also, you can follow the show on Instagram at Jacob V Weekly, J A C O B V I Weekly. Uh, I also have a new album that dropped this week that I didn't know was going to happen this week until it was already happening. Uh, I'm in a band called Blinded by Stereo. New album is called Tape. It's available on all platforms. And look forward to a forthcoming vinyl release probably by the spring. Um, we're looking to see if anybody that owns a business in publishing wants to pay for any of that before we go ahead and just do it. So, um, great. I have my friends with me. We have a full house tonight, baby. Look at them. Uh, I got Austin Oberg, I got Barry King, and uh, his lovely companion, Danielle. What's your last name? I don't even know your name. Kadich. Oh, yeah, great. Kadich. Great. I'm so happy to see you guys. Um, gotta get, gotta, I'm not even going to draw attention to it. It's just a little white down here. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? But I just, I notice those things. I'm sensitive to those issues. You probably didn't notice. No, I wasn't thinking about it. I was you didn't about, think about it. Worried about the cats. See? I thought and... you were talking about camera exposure. No, yes, no, we're not overexposed. We're just, we're just all mouths? from the mountains of Caucasus. Yeah. Um, Ca- yeah, a little white. Which is okay. I mean, you know, you got to do you. I mean, anyway. Uh, so what's going on? It is the uh, yeah, Barry. Thanksgiving is the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, is that really a thing? Because everyone goes uh, out and gets messed up. And uh, that's the whole thing. You know, we were just talking about, uh, I didn't know this, but Danielle mm-hmm. said that it is like the biggest party night of the year because exactly. everyone's back in town and yeah. stuff. Didn't yeah. the, the most DWIs? Didn't know that. Well, that's what I texted my brother and said, are you closing at work? He's a bartender. I said, maybe skip the after party. Maybe don't go to prison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is what I told him. I thought I recorded a bunch of our conversation about that goat for the cold open, but I had the loop selected. So I didn't. So, um, oh, do you want to hear about Larry again? Okay. So Larry, what was, what did you call him? Larry, King, King Larry. King Larry. King Larry. So Larry King. <laughs> Larry King. Well, that's why I like having Barry King on the show is because it's like back to our correspondent, Barry King. Barry King. He oh, sounds right. like a, a guy. Sounds like a jazz, like master. I am not that. You're not a jazz master? No. Not in the slightest. I but I can know. pretend for. Have you ever have you ever tried to jazz? <laughs> jazz. I mean, Austin, check is, your mic for is... me. Yeah, I'm 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 here. Can you hear me? Oh, maybe that's Danielle's mic. Danielle, check. tap on your mic for me. Okay, I just want to make sure it was on. Sorry, my mom hates that part of the show. She she feels like the show is just twenty minutes of us arguing about the audio. <laughs> so uh, trying to cinch that up as much as possible. Larry King, the goat. So, King Larry. Lives, Larry. He lives north of here in an eco village in Rutledge. What the fuck? Yeah, I didn't know we were going down this whole thing. Oh yeah. What's it, what is an eco village? Or a, I guess a su- sustainability community might be a better word for that. It's just a community where people live uh, with less, uh, less fr- what? Less stuff. You know. Their houses are generally made of like reclaimed earthen type materials. You know, lots of good old straw, Missouri clay, reclaimed wood. You know, uh, people like to run around naked in the woods. 
mean, I mean it sounds like a fun weekend at the very least. Yeah, try try six months. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did you live there? Yeah, I lived there for it, six months. Yeah, five to six months. Your um, parents okay. never lived there. This isn't like no, 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 no. This is something you chose to do. Well, my sister and her husband like researched it for a long time and decided to move there, and I was helping them move. And then, like, all the COVID stuff happened, and I was like, you know what? Let's just, like, try it out. And I just kicked it there for a while. I still came back and forth quite a bit. Was um, this before ground control? No, it was just during ground control, but we couldn't really play shows, so oh, I so did a lot of driving uh, back and forth. You'd come in weekly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, like, Barry King weekly. That. Yeah. 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 And I slept in my car sometimes. And, and I was unaware of that. How far away? How far away was it? You guys were together at the time? Well, we started seeing each other. We were friends beforehand. Yeah. We were, like, and hanging out and we stuff. Out. I just don't understand. Uh, yeah. It's like a three hour drive. I only learned a few months ago that when we first started seeing each other, Barry would sleep in his truck <laughs> after nights we would, we would hang out. This is by choice. By choice. By choice. By choice. I just yeah. liked this. I mean, he's yeah. a little guy. It's a big truck. I mean, yeah. This was the true. Silverado, too. You know, it was, I mean, it was comfy. How old were you at the time? Uh, 20, 23. I mean, that's the age to do it. You're not going to yeah. you're not going to turn 48 and say, you know what? I'm going to go live in an eco village with a goat named Larry. Oh, well, a lot of people did. Uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> that. So. <laughs> no, I, I think that was... What was that more the demographic? Happen. Were there families or was it mostly oh, yeah. single adults? Or? Oh, no. Lots of uh, families. Uh, people, you know, kids were born and raised around there. Children. A lot of them homeschooled and stuff. Just running around. Yeah. Being... What did you Why? learn? Did you learn anything? <laughs> you know, I, I learned how to build with reclaimed materials. I think I'd be lying if I said I learned much more like, about the environment or anything. I messed with solar panels and stuff like that. I learned how, uh, how to make and use a rainwater cistern and shower a with a bag i don't know that word yeah it's just like a fancy word for a f filtered bucket <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah with a faucet on it so <laughs> this is way more puzzling than i originally thought i just wanted to talk about the goat. Yeah, you thought it was something. oh <laughs> yeah okay king larry yeah the whole thing i was talking about is i i got to be there when they were letting him uh you know, get get it on <laughs> with the female goats <laughs> because they they let them all get pregnant and then they sell a bunch of the, the baby goats and it's just part of their business. It's just livestock. How um, many kids does King Larry have? How that's what I'm children? saying. So many. Oh, so many. hundreds. I'm sure. Because he's just yeah. Is he the is he the sole? Yeah, they only baby provider. Yeah, there mm -hmm. can only be one like. I don't know what you call Male. it. Ma master goat, king goat, master goat. I, I oh, king goat, king yeah. goat. King, yep. I don't know if that's mm. like king the Larry appropriate the term, but that's what we could say. I mean, they call him King Larry. So close. Wait, enough. so he's right. the alpha goat. He's the alpha yeah. goat. But did he have sons? He did, and they let him have some of his sons, but they generally like sell them. Oh, they adopt for, them out. Yeah, or sell them for product. I like to to think they're just adopting them. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're all go going to. They're all going to loving two-parent homes what are you yeah, talking yeah. about they're all mm -hmm. i seriously yeah. when i lived in your neighborhood i lived in dogtown on brock 
and I can say that now because I don't live there, but <laughs> there was a goat. Somebody in the neighborhood had chickens, and another person had a goat, and he had a, it was a little black goat with a red dog collar, and he would get out. And he, <laughs> I'd go to take my trash out or something, and he'd be on top of my garage, just looking at me like, what's up, bitch? Oh, <laughs> on top of your garage. He'd be on top of my Ooh. garage. How do they climb like that? No, he ju- he could jump. He would seriously, he what? could fucking, he would jump, for, he'd be on the alley floor. And he would jump and then he would like launch himself off of the fence, which is like four feet up or whatever a fence is. And then he'd fucking get on the fucking thing. That's what they do. They climb. They live on the sides of mountains, like mm-hmm. angles like this. With hooves, though. I just I don't understand. Well, I've never had don't hooves. Need to. It's incredibly impressive. It really is. It, it really is. I just it seems crazy to me. So why were we talking about the goat? Oh, because you were doing the mic uh, checks yeah. and you went, blah, 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 and it sounded like King Larry. Oh, yeah. King Larry goes blah, 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 all the time. That's just like his thing. Like exactly like that. It sounds like he's that. still out there doing it. Oh, right oh, now. For no sure. doubt. As we I mean, speak. So do you yeah. have people that you communicate with that still live there? Yeah. I've got a couple friends that live up there. Okay, great. And so how did you hear about this place? Oh, my sister and her husband were moving there. And they live there still? Uh, so they don't live in uh, this eco village anymore. They move to a nearby community. There's kind of like a tri community of these these places, and they live in a different one now that's like really just up the road, a couple miles. And was there like a is it a political ideology that they had a falling out over, or what causes you to switch villages? Oh yeah, there was just I think there was just a lot of people that wanted it to be something that it wasn't. Like what <sighs> cult? Did they want it to be? They wanted it to be more of a spiritual experience. Yeah, and they really wanted other people were just trying to live more responsibly. They wanted everyone to be involved and do things exactly the way they did. They wanted people to like you know give up their cars and stuff. Because you guys are, you guys aren't nearly as old as me. But uh, when you get to be an adult, you find that your parents or uh, your partner's parents, they want to do things like everybody all together. Like, they want to do things like, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, it'd be like if I was Austin's mom, I'd be like, Austin, wouldn't it be fun if you and uh, Allison and all your brothers and all of their partners, if we all went to Innsbruck together or something? Or medieval times. Or if we all went to medieval times and we had to hang out all together. Like, it's not really realistic. It's totally that. Like, you're you're right on point. It's like, oh, if you live in this eco village with us, that means you want to come to the potluck every Thursday. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, they want you to like be involved with what they're doing, and it like it it doesn't matter like if you've got your own thing or your own ideas. And it was just you know it wasn't growing the way that it could have been because of those ideologies. I think that like the core idea of a sustainability community is totally feasible, and could even be like a righteous and good thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a, that's just, the thing: the ideals that make it practical. Um, to execute something like that, I'm totally on board with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I stress out about garbage to the point where I kind of hoard some of it. Like I, I had when I moved out of my mom's house, I had like six cardboard boxes full of just paper from like school and stuff that I kept saying, "Oh, I'm going to take that just like at work with all the cardboard in the basement." Like I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to take that to recycling center," but it's so that's a chore and so it doesn't happen. So it's like I, you know, I would love to live in a way that was more environmentally conscious. Yeah. But but like. Um, so that stuff makes sense, but you're saying that there was some of the extra stuff people were kind of trying to build into it. Right. You know, and it's just like, Hey, not everybody wants to do it your way and not everybody wants you in their business. Like, like, especially, you know, my sister and her husband, they're, they're homebodies. They have their, their cats and their dog and they're totally happy. Just like 
chilling doing art on their own like they and don't... that's their thing so they live in a place like that to pursue art yeah art and just like living living a little more carefree almost i told you guys to put your phones on fucking vibrate and then my mac mini is over here dinging <laughs> like, i seriously <laughs> Like I seriously said to them, I said, turn your fucking phones on vibrate like a, like an asshole. And now I'm over here dinging like a, I can't even, I almost said boomer, but I'm not going to say that. No, <laughs> no. My favorite boomers are all gone, I think. So I can talk shit because the ones that are left, Jesus. So tell me about what, what made you decide to leave? Uh, I miss St. Louis, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, I liked being near my friends. And, and, you know, when I came back here, I, I moved in with, with Didi and, uh, and those guys yeah. at Norfolk, and it was just And for listeners of the show, Barry and I were in a band called Ground Control. Barry was in it for a lot longer than me, and he's talking about Didi. You guys were musical guests on this show, so it's not unfamiliar territory. I yeah. Can, I yeah. Can, well, you can say that, is what I'm saying. We can use names. Yeah. No, and that, that was a huge part so of it. So you came back, yeah. yeah, for that whole thing. So I'm just trying to... Okay, so... Um, great. Any Any notes about that? The eco village or yeah. moving. I, I, I don't know. It was a really, really cool experience. Oh, good. Uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting is that a lot of people who lived there chose to be buried there. So there are actually a lot of like singular graves scattered about the land. So I became familiar with those and their whereabouts and actually kind of cool spots to hang out as spooky as that sounds. <laughs> There's actually a really old graveyard where, uh, my sister and her husband live now like right next to their house and it's like some of the graves are unmarked and it's like really old the place they live at is actually an old courthouse probably hundreds of years old wow yeah or at least a piece of it is wow yeah wow so yeah lots of spooky energy up there wow. but it's really really interesting that would this white cup is distracting i'm seriously I'm falling apart. Um, I guess we can get move on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. That was a whole. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much of this we mentioned. So uh, Caddyshack done. Go support them. Patreon.com slash Jacob V done. Go support that. Uh, Instagram at Jacob V weekly uh, tape. The new album by my band blinded by stereo available on platforms. I just don't know if it made it into the cold open because of the nature of the recording. So I wanted to mention that again. Um, I got the most beautiful 26 pound fresh local Turkey from Buttonwood Farm arms by way of bulliards meat and provisions and brother i'm excited it's brining right now it's going in the oven here at 1 a.m it's going to be it's a labor of love and it's out of respect for the bird he is a thick triumphant tom and we're going to do him justice speaking of justice uh if y'all let kyle rittenhouse go free i want his mama lock that girl up for dropping that baby off with that rifle am i right oh for sure i mean jesus Yep. Yeah, lots of crazy headlines to get into. We do headlines every week, and and I need backup on these. But um, Rittenhouse has probably been talked to death. Any any insights on that? Anybody give a shit? I just, I mean, it's a it's just a lose lose situation. Probably is how we all feel. Yeah, it's a big yeah. one. I mean, I don't want to throw him in jail for the rest of his life. I don't, or do I? I mean, that's the thing. It's like when I saw it happen, it was he was so young looking. Right. You know what I mean? That you it's seventeen year old kid. And so it just felt like a societal failure. I think that's yeah. it's like, what are we doing? That look at that baby with that gun and those uh -huh. gloves on. Yeah. It's something that shouldn't have happened at all. Yeah. So and I don't even think legally he could own that kind of gun at 17. I don't know of hmm. a state where that's possible. I'd have to look into that. There there were Yeah. 
I was talking to Barry earlier, and I was saying if this comes up, I don't feel Barry King. Barry King. I know him. <laughs> Barry Wayne King Jr. It, it's the second. It's just such a loaded case, and so many factors coming into play. But there were, you know, reasons as to why um, for a seventeen-year-old in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why? Why that could have been acceptable yeah. um, with the gun that he was yeah, carrying. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That being said, I think that just brings to light the failures of our of our system. Yeah, like when yeah, I think people think gun control means we want to take people's guns away, but it's like maybe maybe guns are just way too easy, right, to get right now. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, Um, you know, you got to be safe, Danielle. While I got you, yes. Autopsy shows Brian Laundrie died by suicide. Yeah. Apparently a single gunshot wound to his own head. Uh-huh. And I guess we're closing that case or what's the deal? No, I no, I don't uh I don't think it's closing. I think that um you know, there hasn't been a lot of new information that's come come out the past month, month and a half since his body was found. I think that there are, are there's still an open of investigation at least for the charges that the FBI brought ab- about such yeah. as the um you know, credit card fraud, but they haven't openly said uh, that they're. He was only 23. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I don't think it brings closure. To I anything. think we all kind of knew going into it what happened, either, you know, the the elements got him or suicide and mm. just a lot of questions, a lot of questions surrounding the case. And I don't think that we're going to get closure anytime soon. And what is that about? So, I mean, we're young, so maybe we don't remember, um, you know, examples of major cases like this throughout history, but it just seems like there's a lot of high profile legal situations over the past couple of years that we just, people are just okay that we don't ever get the full story on them. Like, aren't we kind of owed that as the public to kind of know that like, Especially when there's like murder involved, like I mean, shouldn't you tell people like what the murderer was up to? Right. I I think that there are a lot of people who feel that way, and I'm you know, I I agree. I think that maybe we are owed more information. Um, at the same time, I think that the FBI and Northport Police weren't doing their due diligence. Uh, when it came to surveillance on Brian Laundry and taking it seriously when Gabby Petito was um, reported missing, there was a, a week, about a week span when the Northport police said they knew where Brian was. He was a person of interest. He was never announced a suspect. And that just wasn't the case. There, yeah. was, a, there was a solid five or six days, I believe, where the public was told, oh, Northport police knows exactly where he is. And that just wasn't the case. Um, so I think. And then dog, the bounty hunter jumped in there. That's, right. how, that's how I got right. on the case. Cause Damn. I'm an avid oh, my goodness. dog fan. And that was just so silly. Ridiculous. I, think, I mean, insulting, terrible. really. Awful. Oh, He's, I mean, Cause it doesn't even make sense for him professionally. Like professionally, no. he goes after people who skip their court date. Right. And are at risk of defaulting on their, their bail money. Uh huh. Right, that's his job. So mm-hmm. unless Brian Laundrie had been arrested, which as as you mentioned, you know, he wasn't even necessarily called a suspect immediately, um, and no. then posted bail, I mean, he wouldn't have anything to do with Dog the Bounty Hunter. He he just wanted to jump into that media circus, and I think because the public 
we weren't getting the answers we wanted and we had this other guy jump into the case. So many people in the beginning when when Thog came into the case were really hoping that he would do something and, you know, figure out what was going on. That was short lived. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. They were posting what there was a photo posted to Twitter of a monster can that they found on some random yeah, yeah i saw the look he drank right. this monster yeah. right here yeah it was like the most ridiculous media ploy um have you guys watched tiger king 2 yet oh some of it i have not yeah. i watched the whole thing twice and i'm trying to think of a spoiler free way it's dog the bounty hunter is the, my love for dog the bounty hunter and tiger king and Corey feldman they're all the same i kind of and kanye west you know i love the work they do but i i not in spite of how crazy they are you know what I mean? Like, I love Tiger King as a documentary. I don't mean I love people that own zoos in Oklahoma. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But a couple things that come to mind is, um, again, that lack of transparency in the legal system after things happen leaves a lot of questions unanswered. Mm-hmm. For example, there's intel that comes out about Carol Baskin's missing husband. I don't have to that that's that was owned by the federal government, of course, and and released by request, but never. And I won't spoil what it is, but um, but never. Um, like brought forth any sooner you had to make a hit documentary about it before they would give up the information like things like that uh also i think you guys are all from st louis ish mm-hmm. uh, well, i am austin's not right? austin's i'm, I'm not. very much not yeah. yeah but you okay so what you did you ever go to the st louis zoo growing up austin yeah absolutely okay so see that's my standard for zoos mm-hmm. you know what i mean i haven't been really to many or any other zoos I don't, that i can think of um, so when I see these things that they call zoos, but it's just fences, really, that's kind of whack. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it feels very much just like really haphazard enclosures with very dangerous animals in them that are run by a bunch of tweakers. It's not. Ideal. Yeah, I mean, what is it with the drug <laughs> thing? Those sad. people all no. have visible evidence of prolonged previous drug use. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they. um and they're so aggressive. Like the uh, the one guy goes to court in Tiger King Two. His name's Tim something, and he's just like cussing at people, and he's talking about like like he's a trained army sniper and shit. Like in court, like I mean, like wild shit like that. Um, is that healthy to kind of? Uh, I mean, this media spectacle, like Dog the Bounty Hunter looking for Brian Laundry, who probably killed his girlfriend, and then like. Uh, just crazy people on on TV all the time. Is that a problem? Yeah, it's definitely a problem. Do you think it's, wait, do you think it's an issue for us to consume it as as the civilian, like as a regular person? Is it a problem that it shows up as often as it does, or is it a problem that we have as much content of it as we do? Are you uh, asking me? Yeah. What What is your question? What is your know. question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why you said that like that. Uh, yes. So I think bystanders is the word you were looking for. Sure. When you called me a civilian. I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> like, you know. Is that the light that those things should be put in? You know? Right. It's when it all feels it like it seems like it's like entertainment it at all right. costs yeah. around here. It's the people want your clicks. You know, they oh. want people to click on on your article. I didn't know what you said there for a minute. Click. Clicks. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I didn't know. I, just the syllable made me freeze up for a minute. I flinched is the word. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, um, 
I do have a counterpoint to that. Yes. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of the whole media circus that happens when people come into the spotlight just to get that attention. At the same time, um, there were multiple cases solved because of the media attention that Gabby Petito's case brought. Right. Um, and I was trying to do, a, <clears throat> oh my goodness, excuse me. I was mm. trying to do <laughs> a little Google search and I'm not getting service of, to bring oh, up the oh, names of. Do you want the Wi-Fi mm. password? Possibly. Yeah. But that's okay. I'll I don't need it right I'll now. I'll read it on air. I don't give a fuck. You <laughs> are my neighbors. Um, but there, there have been multiple, multiple cases, closed bodies found of missing persons because there was so much attention to the Gabby case and so many people were out there looking and keeping their eyes open for any clues. And I think without, you know, the the people who came into it when Dog got involved, maybe, maybe, and I'm not saying it's the case, but maybe we wouldn't have come across um, all of these people. Hmm. You know, there there were a, a good number of cases solved because people had their eyes open. Really? Mm-hmm. That was something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the show. They came out that they think they have DNA evidence that um points out the identity of the zodiac killer and yeah. that was one of those things where it's like it could have been multiple people but you have the public attention looking for this solitary person cuz the as the murder stack up unsolved right mm-hmm. but that um but i never thought about that the other way that there's i mean because people were on alert especially in those areas that there were other crimes that like hey so i didn't find Gabby Petito or Brian Laundry, but I did find some bodies, brother. You may want to, yeah, you know I, what I mean. Scrub a dub dub. I mean, Gabby Petito's body was. Police were led to her body from a YouTube couple that were traveling. Another one. Yes, traveling around, and and they were asking everyone that was in hmm. Moab to, you know, look look at their footage, and this couple happened to be driving around uh, with their dash cam. Uh, look back at their footage. It's on YouTube right now. You can you can look it up. But they they saw the van parked. Yeah, I saw that photo on the side of the road, and they found her body about nine hundred feet away from the van. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, and you know that is a massive, massive national park. Yeah. Um. Well, and- national parks are notoriously um. Uh, I guess um advantageous in those situations. Like people, I mean, there's a lot of murders that take place either mm-hmm. in or end up being you know dumped in uh, national parks for sure oh yeah i mean there's there's so much you know dense land and people you know not not go into every every inch of the land and i mean there was also a, another double murder that took place around the t- same time frame in the in the same area um that is still actually unsolved but it's just to show that Something that happens quite often. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't gain the same media attention that Gabby Petito's case did. That's huh. always odd to me is that, like, why aren't all of these getting national attention? I mean, really? I mean, you know, because I guess the scope, you know, they're not traveling, mm-hmm. you know, across the nation like yeah. they were. But, like, <laughs> it just seems like I'm it's fine. a pretty common problem and it happens way too often and we don't we don't we don't talk about it at all you know unless it's you know gabby petito or you know yeah i mean i there are definitely there's not just one reason for it you know i think in gabby petito's case she's a young white girl pretty white girl 
Um, you mean she's fairly white or you mean she's attractive and white? You know, people would say she's attractive and white. That's okay. been something that, you know, you can Google right now. No, no, no. I just, I didn't know so if you meant people... like, yeah, if you meant like pretty as in a little bit white. Oh, no, no. She's white. She's fully white. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Um, so that's something that there's been conversation about you know that has been a question why has her case been solved or, or solved investigated and, so you know deeply? why are yeah. so many people obsessed with it yeah um that and how traumatic is that for her young fans oh yeah it's it's really sad um and i think a, another aspect of that is that she started making youtube videos vlogs right and at the point before she went missing you know she probably only had a thousand or so subscribers on youtube um so a lot of the people that became obsessed with the case weren't there from the beginning but there is this documentation of her and brian going cross-country and their van life quote right. unquote right. the van life yeah which is a very Barry, can i get a couple of the cruxes while you're up i'm sorry <laughs> the cruxes but it's, it's a very um the cold ones are in the door very but yeah so it's like you know it's like if OJ Simpson and his and his late wife had a like like a reality show leading up to the murder. Right, you know right. what I mean? And it's not yeah, necessarily that they have these active followers, but it's still something you can go on YouTube today and see these videos and see this facade that was put up of this beautiful relationship traveling the country together, which to so many people looks, you know, how could life get better? So They're what do you think? That's and, that I didn't think so about I mean, let's yeah. I mean I totally get your point about that being a facade, but what do you think happened? Like, why do you think she ended up dying? I think that, well, I, disclaimer, you know, no one knows right, <laughs> what that's, happened, I mean, but from someone following the case and, and understanding um, domestic violence and narcissistic tendencies and partners, there is a lot. I mean, there were a couple um police body cam videos when they were pulled over her from mm. a domestic violence oh really Colin. yeah and it is very obvious at least to me looking in and to, to a lot of people that uh gabby was a victim of domestic violence i'm not to say that their relationship was you know just him being toxic to her you know we don't know what that dynamic was but it wasn't a healthy relationship yeah. there it was a domestic violence situation and i think you think it got out of hand? Yeah. Um, you, you think the death was maybe accidental? No. No, I don't think it was necessarily, you know, tonight this is going to happen. But I think when maybe it comes to... Maybe it wasn't to, premeditated, but maybe it was a passionate, so intentional thing? Murder can go from um, unintentional to intentional in a second. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's manual strangulation. Because it takes a lot longer... For someone to commit that murder, you have a lot of time to decide whether you're going to continue with that act. Um, so I don't so know. I, I hate to. If that was the cause of death, was strangulation? It was. Yeah, manual <clears throat> strangulation. Yeah. Okay, so that clears it up a little bit for me. Well, because we, me and my brother talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show that, you know, there's things in movies where people are in a fight and somebody hits their head and then they're dead and that wasn't necessarily the intention i didn't i didn't necessarily know that the cause of death was proven to be uh strangulation so i mean mm -hmm. again what a fucking tragedy young people really too. Horrible. i mean really uh, horrible just mm -hmm. again another lose lose no absolutely situation it's two young lives lost and 
families hurting and yeah you know i'm not gonna sit here and say i know what happened and but it's that's just why a, you're here we were yeah. told you knew what happened <laughs> <laughs> we were told you were close to the case no, no. i i was definitely um lurking on reddit for a very long time <laughs> um, um wasn't there something about those remains like possibly not being his there was oh, oh so well, many and that's exactly so. actually that was my question too is what do you say to the people that are like he's still alive he's hiding under his parents flower bed <laughs> Uh, you can fake dental records. They yeah. only checked his teeth, blah, blah, blah. The skeleton was too far decayed for blah, blah, blah. I mean, is that, is that, un, is that unhealthy? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's interesting, you know, everybody's conspiracies on, on the subject at the, at the same time, I think you have to take into consideration, you know, the Carlton reserve where he was found. Um, is very swampy water is very humid um a body can de decay much quicker uh than say where gabby was found right you know in in moab at the same time you know it, i i think the more i think the reason people are, are questioning things is the first really the first or second time the parents got involved in the search is you know they walked in the park into the park and shortly after were the ones to find his remains after yeah. they had been searching for weeks and weeks and weeks. Right. So I understand people's hesitation skepticism. and skepticism. Exactly. Um, but for me, I, I, I don't think too much into it. Yeah. Because I don't know. Is that, yeah, exactly. Is that healthy? Right. Are we going to really find out exactly, you know, what the FBI knows to your point yeah. earlier of, you know, does the public deserve to know everything that they know? And the FBI doesn't think so. We likely will never know. Yeah. Right. Dang. Great. Well, great. I'm all fired up. Um, right there with you. Live update today. All three men guilty of murder in the killing of, I'm sorry. Um, is it Ahmad Arbery? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, I don't know nearly as much about this case. Because it took a back seat to um, the Rittenhouse trial, and you know, and then the, the other cases we discussed. Oh, so this guy Travis McMichael, who shot and killed Aubrey, his father Gregory McMichael, and William Roddy Bryan were found guilty Wednesday. That's today. Mm -hmm. um, the judge did not schedule sentencing yet, but he plans to set the date in the coming weeks. The jury in the trial of three men for the death of Ahmad Arbery was made up of 11 white people and one black person. That's a weird way to write that sentence. But prosecutors told CNN that they felt that when the jury heard their arguments, they would make the decision to find all three guilty, which they did. Um, I'm just trying to see what happened. Uh, there was a defendant's claim of self-defense, which simply wasn't viable. Nope. Um, do you know any more about this case than I do? I don't. I don't actually know the circumstances of the death. I know one guy in question was filming the whole thing, uh huh, and Oof. then he was found guilty. Uh, Seven of nine counts, I believe. Yeah. So that's nine. and that's the way this case was tried is different than how we might do it locally. That um, there were nine counts, and then they were charged 
together as a party and then also separately as individuals and that didn't seem to matter they were f- okay open that right in the right in the microphone <laughs> it was near the it microphone. was right in it scared me i jumped <laughs> i am so sorry <laughs> um <laughs> oh god okay she handed it to me I was trying to get it away from my microphone. I sincerely apologize. No, you're doing great. Um, There's a little bit of a win that they were found guilty. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that's good. But here's the thing. I don't know exactly what they were found guilty of because I don't know what happened. Um, I know that there was a murder and that somebody was filming Multiple murder counts. Malice murder. Accessory to murder. Oh, my goodness. I should just pull that up. Um, Did they all get life? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they haven't been sentenced yet. But the minimums, I think, include life. And the guy that filmed it could potentially end up getting life with the possibility of parole. But I think the other two are life, 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 life. Mm-hmm. Um, based off the minimums at the number of charges. Um, all three men were convicted Wednesday of chasing and murdering Arbury, uh, Arbury a 25-year-old black jogger who was running in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. If I'm remembering correctly, because, you know, I, I was paying attention when it all first happened. And then, as you said, the Rittenhouse case kind of took front Yeah, and it was like the, when, the, and, when Kyle Rittenhouse left the courthouse, they cut to this case on TikTok. And I was like, what right. is, who are these guys? Yeah. And um, I believe that Ahmad was, you know, jogging and there was a home. I, I could be wrong, but I believe it was a home that was like being built around a under construction and he was around the site and then he you know continued his jog and he was chased down and probably paraphrasing they were all to convicted a crazy of extent. felony murder <laughs> so i think that would be minimum life for everybody and the dad is in his 60s so that's yeah it for him yep. um they were able to prove careful deliberation um by the jury in the case i thought that was going to lead to careful intent by the murderers that's why i read that um so does life mean like do they put a number of years on life in prison? No. Or is it the possibility of parole? Well, that's the thing. Uh, and also it depends on how many charges and whether you're serving sentences for those charges concurrently or, um, uh, or simultaneously. Um, and that hasn't been decided yet. Cause they haven't been, um, you know, uh, are you whispering? <laughs> this is like, the Wi-Fi password because I'm not going to let you say your Wi-Fi password no, no, on your no. podcast. I texted it to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be. F- oh yeah, Barry's my cybersecurity guru. Actually, just let me yeah, he's the cyber ninja, ninja. What am I doing? and he disapproves of a lot of the security protocols happening. Um, uh, Austin's checking his phone. <laughs> 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 just because you walked up to the camera i thought you were gonna do something cool you gotta to everyone out there you gotta you gotta beef up your security infrastructures right this is the this is the new war front people will, will take advantage of your small business if you're running on legacy software if you got if you got bad passwords like i mean that's it that's it bud i um if you google city music in St. Louis, the 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 what comes up is just a bunch of. I took it down. It's a bunch of Nigerian hacker slang. I took no, it down. it's Asian. It was Asian characters for a really long time. I don't know what language. Um. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yes. If you're looking at, so that still pops up. Okay, on Google. At, yeah. Yeah. At the moment, but the the website is 
experiencing Dude, critical error wild. at this point. Yeah. And, ugh. Ugh. It will Ooh. it'll get fixed. It'll get fixed. Or, or it'll be a new website. It'll be a whole new thing. Well, if you need a new website, let me know. Oh, you do this too? Everyone does websites but me. I was actually going to bring this up today is that if... Uh, Please. Danielle should build a new website. Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and get started. Bill me oh, when okay. you're done. Okay. Because uh, it's fucked up right now. Yeah. Um, but Black Friday deals, baby. If you need a drum set, <laughs> daddy, the store still works. 25% off all ukuleles mm -hmm. and acoustic guitars. Yeah. And the D drums are what? Down to $2.99. I don't know if we can mention exactly which ones they are because of because it's such a it's such a deal. But you can get a whole drum set for three hundred bucks, baby. That's Christmas a, is coming. Hanukkah, you know what? It'd be a great a drum set is a great Hanukkah gift because you can give them one piece of it every day of Hanukkah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then wow. on the on the last day, you give them that crash symbol, and then they're ready to rock. Didn't think. About that. What does a Hanukkah kid do play on his first drum set? What? <laughs> what? Okay, so it's you're a young uh, Jewish youth. And it's the eighth day of Hanukkah, and you just got the final piece to your brand new D-Drum drum set from City Music on Watson. What's the first song you want to learn to play? Is it, I, I, what, I mean, is there a difference between... Are you telling between... a joke? No, I'm, I, no, I'm really curious. I'm just trying to imagine. <laughs> what is the... Uh, that'd be a very specific joke. <laughs> That's a very detailed I joke. I think we are all Here, I got one for thing. you. So a young Jewish kid gets one piece of a drum set every day of Hanukkah. God. And you know what song he plays? What? What? What does he? What does he play? I see, that's the thing. It wasn't a joke, so oh, I don't have a punchline okay, yet. Okay. But we could. We should work on that. But I okay, you so, came up with one. But I, what yeah. is he? What did you say? Me? Did you say which song? I didn't say a thing. Oh, I need somebody to pick a song. I'm just trying to imagine. I mean, the drum fill from "In the Air Tonight" is that's a the classic best example. Yeah, I've heard that like six times in the past two weeks from well, people coming into the store. Yeah. I um, well, because that Mapex kit has um, has just uh, the right amount of has toms. the exact amount of toms to make it perfect. I think that's why they maybe make them like that still. Um, this is a, such a weird podcast. <laughs> it got so somber for a minute and now you guys are trying not to step into what you perceive to be a Jew joke <laughs> right. Right. No. I'm just curious what like if I got a Hanukkah drum set I'm just I don't know what I would play on it I was taking a, a, a step back because I, I felt like Barry would be the one to to answer that question me I just yeah, felt you have, like you have a lot of songs in your back pocket the distinction of Hanukkah and it being and you know if you were a little Jewish kid on Hanukkah and you get like it really just felt like a trap a little bit I was I was scared I was <laughs> so I, I did some reading while you guys were fumbling with that one so it looks like Mr. <laughs> Arbery uh, was running in Satilla Shores when a man standing in his front yard saw him go by according to the police report the man Gregory McMichael said he thought Mr. Aubrey looked like a man suspected in several break-ins in the area and called to Travis McMichael, his son. According to the police report, the men grabbed a 357 Magnum handgun and a shotgun, got into a pickup truck, and chased Mr. Aubrey, trying unsuccessfully to cut him off. Do you really need both? Apparently. A third man was also involved in the pursuit, according to the report and other documents. Mm -hmm. In a recording of a 911 call, which appears to have been made moments before the chase began, a neighbor told the dispatcher that a black man was inside a house that was under construction. You mentioned that. Mm -hmm. During the chase, McMichaels yelled, stop, we want to talk to you. They then pulled up to Mr. Aubrey um, and got out of the truck with their guns. 
uh, Gregory McMichael said the unidentified male began violently attacking Travis and the two men then started fighting over the shotgun, at which point Travis fired a shot. And then a second later, there was a second shot. Uh, oh, the the father was a former police officer. Uh, hmm. That's not a good look. Let me just say there there is video of this encounter and and there there is no question he he did not just viciously attack these these men if you're being chased by three men with with guns what are you gonna do they chased him down and i think that was very obvious to everyone in the jury it was not they were trying to argue self-defense and there's just there was well, no there's no argument because you know uh you know i grew up shooting guns and there are aspects of gun ownership that i you know um enjoy or whatever but then there's this kind of stuff mm-hmm. where it yeah. seems like people want an excuse to execute otherwise innocent minorities that uh trespass into their privilege bubble it's almost like some sort of sick fantasy yeah you know? oh absolutely I think, I think it's they, like they get excited and it's here here's my thing too is because there's all these laws that um protect use of a firearm in defense of yourself or your property in some places like um there was a teenager here that got shot by uh, a guy because he was trying to break into the guy's car but if you're unarmed and i'm not saying you sh- I'm not even saying you shouldn't be shot for robbery. I I don't know where I fall on that because I mean it could it could turn violent so quick and there's a self defense aspect that you know needs to remain integral. But like in situations like this where the victim, the dead person, was never armed throughout the whole thing, does it even matter that maybe he put up some resistance when the guy with the shotgun who was chasing him in a pickup truck tried to walk up to him? Also didn't I, do anything to instigate it in any fashion. Right, was not proven way. to be um, a threat to anybody. Certainly was not the alleged break-in suspect they, they thought he was. I'd put up resistance too if I was being chased well, by if I, Yeah, if you're you chasing know? me and you're trying to cut me off in your pickup truck while I'm out for a jog, and yeah. then you get to a point where we're going to be face-to-face, I obviously can't run anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I got to try to give you a little sh- little shove or something. There's There's got to be a little bit of restraint when it comes to, you know, if you own a gun, if you have a gun, no doubt, right? That's an obvious thing. Well, like, and that's the thing, too. Like in the classes you take when you want your concealed and carry license, for example, you know, you can't express road rage if, if you're um, the armed party, right? You have right. to you have to be the bigger person and say, listen, I can take this all the way if it goes all the way. And I need to do everything in my power to deescalate. You know what I mean? Um, So, and chasing somebody in a pickup truck with a shotgun is not deescalating. Not at all. It's also not like the McMichaels called the police themselves and said, Hey, we're in pursuit of a suspect. We need somebody to come uh, potentially make an arrest. The 911 call was a neighbor. You know what I mean? Why are you guys so bummed out? Because I would also like to point out that these men weren't arrested for what seventy four days yeah. after the murder. Right, right. Yeah, that's the thing too. I'm right. bummed yeah. out because it's it's a effed up situation, man. Absolutely, and and that's what we were talking about too. Is that like, wouldn't you feel compelled to make an arrest if somebody shot somebody who never had a weapon in the whole interaction? Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Right? That's that answer. Yeah. <laughs> because there's so many cases where charges are never even brought. Because, uh, when someone shoots an unarmed party, I mean, a, a lot of the times because that party is being alleged to um, uh, commit some kind of a crime or something. Yeah, I do think that just the whole mentality has got to change. A lot grown. Okay, in Jacksonville, here Illinois, we go. Here yep. we go. <laughs> we got him. The, <laughs> the amount of times that I've heard people who own guns saying like, "Oh man, can't wait for somebody to break in here." Yeah, right. like and, there's that fantasy. Like people right. have this yeah, fantasy that of, fantasy. "Oh brother, they picked the wrong house, daddy." Right. But it's like this, like, like I wish they would. I wish they would. Can't yeah. wait to kill somebody in self defense. I'm yeah. just waiting to murder somebody in self defense. When the simple of a shotgun will do the trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do You that. don't actually need to shoot it. This is the sick fantasy I was talking about. That's yeah. what, yeah. Right. So, I mean, and and that's the problem because, and Barry, you and I were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. is that like, I'm not an anti-gun owner, but I'm also not fantasizing about y- utilizing my ultimate right of self-defense, right? I don't, I don't want to shoot somebody. No. You should. It's that, it's terrifying and that rhetoric is so public like in the media you see um like 97 year old woman shoots burglar and everyone's like you go girl i'm like well i feel one i feel bad for her that she had to do that yeah you know what i mean and i feel bad for the dead person and their family um and and we never talk about okay so how can we reduce the circumstances that lead people to those kind of crimes like uh i mean meaning the the burglary in the first place no one's interested in talking about um uh what can we do to prevent the guy who got shot and killed from um uh breaking into that 97 year old woman's house you know what i mean that's not a part of the conversation at all Mm -hmm. right good okay we solved that one yeah great (laughs) (laughs) jeepers creepers team (laughs) barry Yes, you were saying. Oh, I was just going to say, like, ultimately, somebody who is truly trained in use of a firearm and is a responsible gun owner should also understand that you don't have to shoot to kill. I mean, even if somebody does break into your house. Get him in the leg. Yeah. (laughs) Aim for the kneecap. Why? Yeah. Well, there's also kind of an overly public rhetoric about, well, if you shoot them and you don't kill them, then you're going to be in court with them for the rest of your life. So you better just kill them. Is that Ooh. a thing? People, that's that's exactly the mentality. There are people in my family yeah. that have harbored, you know, that kind of fantasy that we're talking about. And that's one of the things they talk about is that, you know, you can't shoot somebody and wound them because of that. Because they got to deal with all that. Huh. Yeah. I know that's fucked up, right? That's terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm, there's awful. no. Yeah, I, I felt like you were on the fence about it. You can. That's that is terrible. I yeah. I think people really undersell like the 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 value of a human life. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't. Well, it's not a human. It's a burglar. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're telling me that Bilbo Baggins is not. Well, I guess he's not a he's human. A he's a hobbit. Uh, <laughs> oh, you fucked that one all up. <laughs> um, please no. Go with your analogy, please. I do want to hear. But, it. Please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because that uh, was his role in in that excursion to Smaug's cave was to be the burglar. Well, I just don't think that people should be smog. I I don't think I don't smog. think you should strive smog. Smog. I don't I don't think <laughs> that you should strive for for smog because even after they broke into his lair, 
he just got mad and went out and killed a bunch of other people. So obviously right. Smog just wanted to kill people. Smog. Yeah, smog. Smog. Well, and because that's the thing. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, we talk all the time about, oh, how do we prevent these mass shootings from happening? It's like you got millions of people who are harboring this ideology that they want to um they want to defend something violently in the case of kyle rittenhouse they go out and they seek out things to defend with violence Mm. that maybe aren't even theirs just in indefinitely guarding their their plunder of yeah baked beans and doritos oh i do love a dorito with a baked bean would be a bop that would actually be good that's a good as fuck doritos and bean dip give me some bean dip oh bean dip on a dorita let's do it yeah Well, Whip. breaking news today, the Rams and the NFL agreed Wednesday to pay $790 million to settle a lawsuit over the team's departure from St. Louis, enabling Rams owner Stan Kroenke and the league to avoid the spectacle of a St. Louis trial next month, just before the Super Bowl at Kroenke Showcase Stadium in Inglewood. Um, so basically, there's been a lawsuit ongoing between the city of St. Louis um, and Stan Kroenke and the NFL over the you know the rams moving to los angeles and (coughs) how that's complicated because of all the tax abatements and all the city funding that went into the dome and maintaining the dome that we're still stuck with i went to a conference there a couple years ago i mean it's not the best place to be um and apparently so this is what i heard on the radio today that if they went to trial a couple things would happen. One, you don't know if the city would end up getting any money out of them at all, much less $790 million. And then also, um, then Kroenke and other bigwigs at the NFL would have to be more transparent with their financial doings. And nobody wants that. Oh, right. What say you? I need some somebody give me something. I got I got nothing because I really know nothing about it. I don't follow football at all. I don't know. Yeah, anything. me neither. I don't give a shit about the NFL yeah, at I all. Yeah, I don't care about this at all. I, really. I do. I do remember. I don't. Know. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> do any of you re- remember in 2016 when uh, Terry Crouppen? He's a St. Louis based yeah. lawyer. Yeah. He pulled out of. He's sit- good friends with my neighbor. He was at the block party here for Halloween. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he, he pulled wild. out uh, money for a Super Bowl ad for the 2016 yeah, to Super bash, Bowl. To uh, bash the Rams for, yeah. for leaving. And yeah. Stan Kroenke specifically by name, I remember. Yeah, he did. And good. Fuck that guy. His hairpiece is fucked up. <laughs> that mustache is creepy. You know what I mean? And you can't just be a billionaire and just treat people like shit and take advantage of a tax base that wanted you to play football in their town or whatever. I take it personally because I'm from here, from here. You know what I mean? I remember when the Rams won the Super Bowl when I was a little kid. There was a giant parade downtown and, you know, we had big parties. It was great. There was a time where football here was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't last very long, but um, so I'm sure... You know, here's the problem, though. This is what I really need your help with is what do what do we do with seven hundred ninety million dollars in restitution as a municipality? Um, I mean, the roads are shit. The roads. The roads. I was going (laughs) to say that. we Have you been downtown in the last 10 years? You're going to start with the roads. They're bad. Granted, I'm not from here. Okay, give me, give me that. Please. I'm not from here. I'm not from here. Let's take that money and, uh, you know, screw football. Let's make an NBA team. 
right? Uh-huh. Sure. Oh my God! Thirty-five percent of the payment will be awarded to the attorneys representing St. Louis. Jesus Christ! Two hundred and seventy-six point five million dollars to the attorneys Did, who didn't even go to trial. Thirty-five percent. That's what I'm looking at right here. That's wow, bonkers. How do you do that? That's criminal. How do you do that as an attorney? Say, Barry, your dad's a lawyer, right? <laughs> Yeah. Would your dad <laughs> if your dad was defending a public space like the city of St. Louis, my great grandfather built the arch. Okay. I'll kill somebody. <laughs> Thirty would your dad take I mean, is there is it really always a percentage? Would your dad really want two hundred and seventy six million dollars of the settlement? Um, I don't. <laughs> That's a you know, we, question. Yeah, that is a trap um, question. I don't know if I can speak on his behalf. Call him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why it, not? If it was my dad, I would enjoy that. Uh, no, well, that's. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. No, that's insane. That's too. It's, it's too much. Way too much. And it sounds like it was even as a percentage that way. Even as a percentage, even if that was their percentage of all of the settlements on all of their cases professionally, I would put a cap on it. No, for sure. Like on Bandcamp, they take thirty percent or something of your uh, of your revenue until you hit a certain amount to pay for your membership, and then you get all of it. Right? That's kind of how things are supposed to work. Right? Like cover Uh your overhead, and then like. I remember this being the conversation on, you know, on the news with the lawyer who represented the lady who got burnt by the McDonald's coffee. And that's why they have all the warnings on the coffee now. Mm-hmm. You remember her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. Burnt her whole lap area all up. She was really burnt by that coffee. And um, she was awarded like 70. I want to say 70 million dollars. And her attorney got like 13 million. Uh, yeah. 35 percent commission. In, on anything is a is too much. It's way high. It's not too much, but it's necessarily. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. It's way high. It's when you're so settling high. a case, you're not even going to trial. They're gonna have. They can go out to lunch every day. They have no hangups for the next fucking few months. They were supposed to be in court all next month. God damn it, Barry. Me. Yeah, I don't know. It's just fun to say. <laughs> I haven't even showed you that video yet. So the Rams argued that when St. Louis declined to make $700 million in improvements to the team's stadium, a lease provision was triggered that enabled the team to end the lease and leave town. Okay, so that, I guess that makes a little... So again, what is with all the money? $700 million in improvements? To improvements to what? The is- stadium. The roads! The dome. <laughs> Well, but we don't have a football team. No, no, no. But this is this is why the Rams left, or this is why they say they left. Oh, it's because okay. we didn't. They they hit us with an an unimaginable number seven hundred million. You get you got to dump seven hundred million dollars into this billion dollar dome you already built us, or we're leaving. And they still left. The NFL asked the St. Louis Circuit Court to throw out the lawsuit to order private uh, arbitration and to move any trial out of St. Louis. The court declined. Um, Jesus, the settlement closes the case for St. Louis, but not for the NFL. Before NFL owners approved the Rams move, Kroenke signed an indemnification agreement that obligated him to pay the costs, including legal fees and other litigation expenses to defend any challenge to a move. Mm, ugh. It costs $5 billion for Kroenke to build SoFi Stadium, $550 million paid by Kroenke as a relocation fee, and $790 million for the Rams and the NFL to settle the St. Louis lawsuit. Just Is the stadium still there? Yeah, the dome. 
Okay. The Edward Jones Dome. What? Or I think it's called the Dome in America Center now. What do they do with it? Uh, they have conferences and shit. The Rolling Stones played there. Yeah. We were just there. Guns N' oh. Roses played there a couple years ago. Yeah, we went to oh. Rolling Stones. They still but have the... events. Wait, so it's... They did football and then and hockey there? Just different... No, no, no. Hockey is at the what used to be the Savas Center, then the Scott Trade. Scott Trade I think now then. it's the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's the Enterprise Arena or something. And then there's also Chaffetz Arena, which looks a lot like both of them when you're inside of them. All these arenas look the same. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm lost. I mean, every time I'm in Chaffetz, I'm like, am I at Chaffetz or am I at Scott Trade? Where am I? Wow. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is a St. Louis thing or just a, a fucking towny thing, but we always call shit by what it used to be called. Like, um, we have that. Oh, for sure. We have that amphitheater where the Foo Fighters play. Riverport. That's the thing. We all call it we Riverport. Call it, yeah. But it hasn't Horizon been Riverport. Wireless Amphitheater. It's Seriously. Hollywood Casino now. No, yeah. Or is, is it, it something else? I don't even think it's Hollywood Casino anymore. No. Oh, they change it again? The, yeah. yeah. In Maryland Heights. Right. It's like the, it was the Hollywood Casino, casino yeah. Amphitheater. And now it's something else. It was Verizon before no. that. And, and then, then it was Riverport, Riverport before, before Yeah, that. it used yeah. to be Riverport. Right. Okay. Uh, you can still get Riverport shirts at STL Style, who sponsored our Patreon it, release by selling me some t-shirts on camera that morning. It's still Riverport. That's what I'm saying. So that's what we do. So like, and I remember playing NHL 96 on my Sega Genesis. And when they would go to St. Louis, it would say Savis on it, which is funny because yeah. even then it hadn't been the name. On your, uh, on your what? Your, your my Sega. Sega Genesis. Oh. I, I had NHL 96. 96. <laughs> I, was an, I was a child. I was a small child. It was my uncle's sure Sega was. Genesis. <laughs> I still have it upstairs. We could play that right now. <laughs> I don't think I have an adapter to stream it, though. Can you stream Sega Genesis? That would be a, a series of adapters, I think. We should figure that out. So, Can we do that next time? I'm so pissed, I don't even want to read the fucking rest of this. But apparently, yeah, <laughs> fucking $300 million to the attorneys. That's insane. That's just... And so then we only have, like, $550 million. And then, but no one's going to... I don't know exactly what they're going to use it for. Poaching trips. I mean, they could put it in a fund for maintaining the dome because that's a big concern. Is like the maintenance on the dome itself is like a million dollars a year or something crazy like that. Jeez, I'm maybe not more. Surprised, but <laughs> yeah, it's climate controlled. I mean, can you imagine mm. in this economy? <laughs> Somebody said we should talk about the bees. Oh yeah, I think that was me. What's going on days. with the bees, Barry? You know, I, I feel like people would expect me to talk about, like, how the bees are dying. But really, I just want to know how those fuckers can fly. Bees are insects with wings. That's true. What? Uh-huh. They're closely related to wasps and ants. Bees? Uh, uh, according to, like... The bee movie. The bee <laughs> movie. To bee of, movie. Of whom the, do you the like, main character's name is Barry. Do you like <laughs> jazz? God. Bees shouldn't be able to fly, apparently. Why have I not heard this rant before? We I, live together, Barry. I don't know. It came up just the other day, and I just figured I'd save it for the podcast. Okay. I think their wings are too Continue. small to carry. I'd love quote, to know. So you're saying that they got those big old booties and those little bitty yeah, wings, and it doesn't make any <laughs> sense? Yeah, they shouldn't be able to fly. Tiny, like, there's no wings. good reason for them to be able to fly, but alas, um, they do. They do. Why right. is that? I don't know. You want me to Google it? Yeah, this is oh, yeah, yeah, here, here. I'll look I have it up. all this shit going on. Look at what I'm doing over here. I'm producing this whole production. Yeah. How many tabs you got open? Only a couple. But Not... I got four monitors, dog. Oh, that's fair. Living the life. Oh, best life. This is a really bad motherfucker over here. This is a uh, LG 
like the refresh rate on this is ridiculous. Well, it works at least. I mean, it's doing the doing the do. No, no, no. It's really yeah. It's doing a really good job. Is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Is that is that what you uh, you play Apex on that? Yeah, I play Apex That's on the these one. these two here. It depends on if I'm you know doing the PC or the PlayStation. Sure. sure. <laughs> I'm seeing a quote on here saying, uh, according to. All known laws of aviation, there is no way that a bee should be able to fly. Its wings are too small to get its fat little body off the ground. The bee, of course, flies anyways, because bees don't care what, about what humans think is possible. Is that a scholarly article, Barry? No, I was going to well, say, Barry a, King, what is your source? Is that, uh, that peer-reviewed? That sounds like BuzzFeed. Uh, Forbes. All right, let's, oh, let's okay. go to We a... always bitch about Forbes on this show. No, let's go to a... <laughs> Forbes is a fucking... Scientific... It's yuppie propaganda dog. Give me some who reads solid Forbes? sources. Hans and Gruber then we can read talk Forbes. About it. I'm just kidding. They, they, Forbes is actually talking about how bees can fly. They're just quoting the bee movie. <laughs> I gotta oh, say, I watched bee movie relatively recently. Really? And uh, Did you put that on with your girlfriend? Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah. And so for the little of it that we watched... Austin's move when he meets a girl is to put on a movie. Oh, yeah. We he can... puts on a children's movie. Okay. You know what? That's not a bad The move. first time him Thank and Allison you. hung out, he put on Wally. It was Wally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Well, the pretense, there's more to that, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I wa anyway, I watched B-Movie with Allison, and uh, it is really, really, it's, like, good, man. I mean, the the problem with it is that every single line is a joke. Every single line is a punchline. It's Jerry Seinfeld. Is a B-pun, because it's Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. And not all of them land. Um, but the fact that it exists is, is funny by itself. The name B-Movie is hilarious, because it's not an A-movie. It's a B-movie. Right. You know? Right. Got uh, it. It's like the whole premise is wild because bees aren't actually mistreated. Like they're like beekeeping is pretty humane, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you know, my friend with the horses I told you about. Maybe. Yeah. The girl with the horse. The horse girl. <laughs> Definitely. You can say that. She, uh, she, yeah. Her dad is a beekeeper. Local yeah. bees. Why does that make sense? That a horse girl would be the the daughter of a of a German beekeeper. <laughs> I didn't know he's German. Oh, he's German as fuck. He's a resident <laughs> alien. He's not even a citizen. Just sounds right. I yeah, it sounds like a good that, life. That makes perfect sense. I mean, <laughs> so, so what about him? So, uh, what are you smoking over there? This this here is a. Beekeeping is pretty humane. <laughs> Bee, beekeeping is pretty humane, is what you were saying. That's yeah. where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the movie, their beekeepers are depicted as, as scary figures. Right. It's this yeah. whole thing where it's like, oh, they're they're stealing our honey. You know what I mean? Like that's my that's, that's my a Jerry, good Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Thank you, I appreciate that. Was that. You know, that was my, really good. You yeah, know, the universe. Was pretty damn <laughs> the, uh, the universe is a simulation, and it recycles details for for optimal efficiency all the time. And my this, wife's first celebrity crush ever was Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, and this is okay. So I this can, is an example of that. Yeah, I can support that. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah. I'll let her know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still not sold. We're in a simulation, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that's because it works for you. Yeah. It's fine for me. I'm, yeah. I'm fooled by it. I am. I have yeah, not you're, yet. You're been, happy. Yeah. I have Ignorance not is bliss. You're eating the steak with Agent Smith right now. Yeah. Right. Are, are you excited about this new Matrix movie? 
I don't know anything about it. I haven't seen a trailer. I haven't yeah, it's anything gonna be good. I don't know. I like yeah, Keanu's hair. Good. Yeah. I like that the director is coming back post transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. They're showing the original Matrix and IMAX for the first time next month. I yes, saw, yeah. I did see that. There are two theaters locally where we can see it: it's Chesterfield or Edwardsville. Ooh, the Galaxy Ten in Chesterfield is worth the drive. It's a good time. Oh yeah, I saw Star Wars Episode Three there when it came out. That's awesome. Okay, and that was lit. My uncle died laughing like out loud in the theater when Darth Vader <laughs> took his first breath as Darth Vader <laughs> at the end where they prop him up. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if he was laughing because he thought it was funny or he was laughing because he was he was like rock and roll brother because he saw the original one in seventy seven or whatever because sure. you know. Um, but that's I what I remember is him cackling. Darth Vader sits up. It's very somber and dramatic. He takes his first breath as Darth Vader, and he, and this and he's holding fucking his hands boomer up next like to me goes, <laughs> "It's like really odd." I so bad wanted Jar Jar Binks to like low key be the bad guy in the new ones. Yeah, I think yeah. he. I think he. I th- I'm holding out hope. Well, if they fire out. one more director, hope? the next guy is coming in with fucking Jar Jar the Sith Lord. Right. I love the videos where you see, like, they break down, like, there's no way Jar Jar could have dodged this bullet if he wasn't a Sith Lord. Why are we talking about that? I don't know, but there is a really nice the video that I found, and it was a it was the the French version of that no scream on YouTube. And uh and the no in there is just it's it's wild it's like a, it's a different it's a delivery. different it's a whole different no what's it sound like i can't i'm not gonna do it I why think not you should. i think you should so too. the normal one is like a scream like no it's like no you know like it's Ooh. no that's like so how's, the normal, so how's the french one it's go? very much like no like it's like <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would say that you should look it up i mean you should absolutely play that because <laughs> Here, can you find it on your phone and send it to me? Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. Um, we can, yeah. Go ahead and talk about something else. I'll find this. Yeah. So the bees, Barry. Um, are you worried about the bees? I thought we were going to talk about saving the bees. Oh yeah. I mean, I love that Mark Wahlberg movie, The Happening. Oh my gosh! Remember when he talks to the fake plant? Yeah. And he's and he exclaims that he goes, "I am currently talking." Because he didn't know it was fake synthetic first. plant. And he, and he was scared and he was cornered and he was felt like he had to say, listen, I'm not the problem here. I respect you. But then he realized it was a fake plant. <laughs> and I felt like that movie was he talks about bees at the beginning a little bit, but was really more just about nature in general. But I feel like that movie was trying to get us to be more respectful of. Yeah, Honestly, the movie was gold. I mean, much better than the last airbender if we're just writing M. Night Shyamalan movies. What are we talking about? Wait, what movie are we talking about? The Happening. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, uh, basically the plan. M Night Shyamalan did the last Airbender. Like yeah, that was oh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh. But wasn't it? It was a live action interpretation of the cartoon, right? It, 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 precisely. But it was M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that this was. This is M. what I'm talking about. Oh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. The uh, live action adaptation was an M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, the really, really, really bad one. Really bad. Oh, so bad. Yeah. I'm holding out hope for this new. Uh, Netflix live action series, though? A whole though? new universe for yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. I it's think like it could be... a whole new thing. It could easily be gold. Really? I loved the cartoon. The original was so good. We're actually... We started the first the season. The French version yeah. of Vader's No is way better. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get a comparison here. I don't know if this is going to work. 
Uh, I whispered a berry. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> so that's okay. Okay, that was pretty solid. Yeah, that's the English one. French. Austin, you were on point. You were totally on point with that. I can only assume. You did. I can only assume that um, (laughs) it's one of those things when you're doing the dub as a voice actor, Mm -hmm. right? When you're doing the dub for someone who has an iconic voice like James Earl Jones, who does Darth Vader, I believe. Right. Yeah. um, I think it's more respectful in that demographic to not try to imitate it and you just deliver it with the emotion that's natural to you or whatever. But yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Dude, isn't that insane? Anyway. That's so funny. Um, That's like the, when I was a kid, especially, I don't know if you guys caught as much of this, but on like TNT or TBS or USA, they would show movies during the day, right? And they would have to edit them so that they would edit out the foul language. Right, the foul language. And then so they would sometimes, instead of just bleeping it, which I think I prefer, um, they would replace it with like a bad overdub of somebody saying something else. Like, oh, yeah. Instead of Yippie Kaye motherfucker at the end of Die Hard 2, they he would say Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Or like, but there's really? no Mr. Falcon in the movie. It's like, like it's not a character. Yippie Kaye, dummy. Like. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or in, in The Big Lebowski. Oh, I'm actually good. They would, uh, can I get a La Crux? You want a La Crux? Yeah. The cold ones are in the door. Watch it. You don't look before you walk around. This is a hazardous environment. This is like this is like the Tronchables basement stairwell in Matilda. Like it's just mops hanging from the walls. Nathaniel, there are no truly That is a okay. Do you want a Zwicky? What? A Zwickle? Mm, no, I'm good. Do you want a LaCroix? Yeah, I'll take one of them. Yeah, they're cold. Hell yeah. No sodium. A LaCroix. <sighs> The best. Yeah, you can't have sodium. No. I'm against it. I won't mm-hmm. stand for it. Thank you, so, sir. Thank you. The, the universe does not want us to finish this conversation about the bees. Barry, are we protecting the bees or what do we need to do? Currently, we're not. I just think that we need no, to... We do need to protect the bees. We do need to protect the bees. It's important they pollinate our plants. Is there you know, like and if thing? there's no more plants, then there's nothing Austin, do you uh, believe? for the omnivores to eat. And if the omnivores can't eat, they starve and they die. And then there's nothing for the carnivores to eat. Is there an implication? Like, is it like, because I don't, I'm not well read. Austin doesn't stuff. believe in the threat. So, yeah. Well, it's not that so I don't here's believe. What's at I just risk. don't know. What's at risk? Thank you. Is bee population <laughs> is falling because know. of environmental factors that inhibit successful thriving bee colonies. Yeah. Sure. You okay. know, and if all the bees die then we're all going to fucking die because no one else is going to pollinate our plants right. is the is the is the perspective i've heard got it yeah they're uh, s- some of the most important pollinators uh, on the planet they they're actually uh, pretty prime in this earthly ecosystem the pollinators the, is a good name for a band pollinators just, oh pollinators. i'm in bands right now with worse names than that so i'm saying pollinators is okay yeah that makes sense okay yeah I just think it's sad. I don't know. I think I just brought it up the other day because I thought but, it was I mean, worth mentioning. But isn't it like also like doom? Like if the bees die, like, I mean, we're going to live in a hellscape. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I th- <laughs> That's a whole thing in the in B-movie. That's what I was. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me the message of B-movie was what? Well, that we need bees, I think. Right. But 
the conflict is non-existent. And so, but they, the thing is that, you know, the human, they, they win the court case and the humans give back all the honey. So now bees aren't making honey anymore. And in, in that they're no longer pollinating any flowers. So it ruins all of agriculture because they're no longer pollinating shit. This is all in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's just, I, I mean, I should have, this is why I hated it. I just one. watched it. I'm mean, <laughs> a bee movie advocate over here. Know, it's, it's, You're just bringing good. in these really solid points from the bee movie. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's like my whole thing. I, I, I like in that movie where he finds all the honey in the grocery store and he's mortified and he says, uh, uh, Ray Liotta signature blend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Ray Liotta Reserve, maybe? I don't remember exactly what it, it was. was. Something like that's hilarious. It's funny. He brings Sting up to the stand. He's like, I don't appreciate this appropriation of bee culture. You know, like because his name's Sting. <laughs> that's another good Jerry right there. Um uh, back in 2017, uh Netflix revealed their statistics drawn from users' usage of their streaming platform. And uh there was one account that for some reason streamed the B movie. 357 times in one year meaning they, they watched it they have a, every damn yeah, day they have it, that, all but that means days. they have a kid that liked it and was small enough that they could just put it on yeah and, when i was young i watched pinocchio every day oh i watched i watched <laughs> so spice I can world relate. i seriously there was one summer where i watched the movie spice world on vhs tape every day yeah. i would watch teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze oh, oh yeah DVD. i mean this isn't a an oh, odd use case. I it saw happens. that movie. <laughs> I saw Secret of the Ooze in the movie theater at the Crestwood Mall, Did which is it? now a fucking crater. Not a thing. It's now just a crater. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't... Seriously, right there, you would pull in right there next to us and you would drive up to it said Dillard's, but that was also the entrance to where the movie theater was. Yeah. Secret of the Ooze is awesome. Yeah, it was really good I gotta at watch the 24 inch screen at the Crestwood Mall cinema cinemaplex. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that sometime. Yeah, we soon. should. That's we'll the kind of shit I want to put on that TV behind the desk at work. Like, we just need to put on like, oh yeah, Secret of the Ooze. Wasn't there a? There was a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. I think it was the first. I one saw that at with, Crestwood with, Mall with the also. Ivan Ooze character, right? Yeah. Is that in any way? Ivan yeah. Ooze. I don't know nothing about them. Oh, yeah, I've never was... been a Power Rangers kid. Oh, I'm sorry. You missed it. You I missed know. It, it was yeah, great. I sure did miss it. My little go, brother. Go, go, Power Rangers! My little brother watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. A little brother remember. came to America at 14 years old and then watched every single iteration of every whatever Power Rangers, all of the Power Rangers ever. Who? My little brother, Christian. Oh, Christian. Yeah. Uh, he just spent all of his free time in front of the TV on Netflix, watching every single Power Rangers that was on Netflix. I mean, he Power Rangers was lit. You it's, know what was lit. crazy? I watched the um, the toys that made us on Netflix, and the Power Rangers episode is really good. And in the deposition or whatever, the collect the discovery for that episode, they talk about how everything that happened in the first season, probably several seasons of the Power Rangers in costume was from the original Japanese version of the show. And they just shot everything out of costume with the American actors. Huh. Hmm. Right. Because they don't, you can't see their mouth. So right. you could just replace the dialogue in uh -huh. all the fight scenes. Yeah. I heard that. That's a real thing. That's wild. Isn't that nuts? How creative. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice use of resources. Power Rangers. This is the goofiest episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, we promised Austin that we would talk about uh, Save the Bees to wrap that up. 
we promised Austin we would continue our conversation at least for a minute about Atlantis. I don't remember exactly where we left off. I just know nothing about it. Oh my God! Oh. Barry, take friend. it away. Yeah, let's hear it, Barry. So you know, you know the legend of the lost city of Atlantis, at least vaguely from. Culture. Yeah, I saw that Michael J. Fox movie where he was shaking behind the microphone mm. and. Jesus. Take it easy. See, this is how the universe recycles details. I was thinking about a now like 10-year-old Tom Segura joke about how he didn't want to watch the Michael J. Fox show because he didn't want every five minutes to be a Parkinson's joke. I was right. just thinking about that on my way to work this morning, and now you're talking about Michael J. Fox. How does and, that happen? Yeah, and Parkinson's. Yeah. So, okay, so you know that Atlantis... <laughs> There's a, you know, the legend is that it's the lost city of Atlantis. I am like, aware of that. Lost yes, because, yeah, yeah. you know, we we can't find any remnants, but uh, there we've discovered writings. Pe- people have talked about it. Plato talked about Plato, brother. Yeah, Plato talked about it. But I'll, I'll even name he, drop Plato right now. He, 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 but Plato had never, had never been. He was only iterating what he had heard from from other people so it's kind of like this huge game of telephone on yeah what, and that's what was atlantis what, where was it um and i'm gonna go ahead and shout out the bright insight youtube channel because i i honestly think it's glorious i, I yeah that's I, that's what we both watched before the, our conversation the, last week the, the amount of times barry's put this on for me to watch i think it's really it really, really interesting, interesting. No, so it's very and he doesn't propose anything as as fact you know it's it's pretty much all up in the air it, free free for people to decide for themselves what they think until further yeah. evidence is so disclosed wikipedia classifies it as a fictional island mentioned in an allegory on the hubris of nations and plato's work uh how do you say that is it timaeus and Critias? Cr- I don't know. Timaeus and Crudeos. Yeah. yeah, great. That's that was, right. Hey, that's not so bad. I did pretty good. Wherein it represents the antagonist naval power that besieges ancient Athens, the pseudo-historic embodiment of Plato's ideal state in the Republic. Blah, blah, blah. Um, they fall out of favor with the deities and are submerged into the Atlantic Ocean. Now, if you compare that to uh, legend or lore or, or, or you know, spoken word... Uh, of ancient Egyptians, ancient Egyptians talked about the sea people as this these refugees whose home had been de- destroyed by f- like flooding, and then they just kind of bred into their civilization and, and mm-hmm. their loss there. Barry, okay, so Barry, back to you. Okay, <laughs> and now we're going up. back to Barry King He's in the ready. field. <laughs> Barry, where is Atlantis? Uh-huh. So my my opinion, and it definitely derives from. Uh, this YouTube th- channel. Yes, this YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, the bright side. Bright insight, yes. <laughs> the bright side. Mr. Is bright that side. A, a strong possibility for the location of this ancient city of Atlantis could be the Rashat structure, which is located uh, on a pretty prominent geological feature in the Sahara's Adrar Plateau. Yeah, so it's in the Sahara. It looks like a cinnamon roll. Yes, it does look yeah. like a cinnamon roll. Uh, and it's eerily similar to the way that it was described in, in Plato's writings uh, where you can actually find this uh, drawing of what, what it would have looked like. And it was basically uh, two circular islands uh, surrounded by rings of water. Uh, And then there's an opening uh, in, in, into the ocean. Okay. On the, no, go ahead. Sorry. Do you think? On the west side of of, of Africa, um, 
and it's just weird. Like, there's a bunch of salt there. So it's kind of like, okay, this area... Massive area, salt deposits on top of the sand as if it had all been under the ocean at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how BC is is what we're talking about, typically. Well, this is a part of the problem that we talked about in last the... week's episode that you didn't listen to because you don't love me. Yeah, sorry. And <laughs> the, I do. That, I, I, I support here's the I'm thing. a patron. We okay? have, you I do are love a patron. You. That's what earned you a guest host spot on this show, and I'm so happy <laughs> you're here. Um, and But one of the things that is um, kind of the problem is in any form of academia, you're going to have resistance to heavy revisions to the common understanding, meaning Mm. ancient Egyptologists, right, or just historical Egyptologists, right, they're not ancient themselves necessarily. Uh, They don't necessarily want to entertain that, for example, the Sphinx is much older than the pyramids, though there does, you know, happen to be some evidence that perhaps the Sphinx was there and then the pyramids were built around it. Maybe the Sphinx is much older, which is something that we, we could get into well, and it's because there's there's all this water erosion on it so supposedly enough uh water erosion to place it up to like twenty thousand years old or so something it's possible like that. there was an ocean there yeah mm-hmm. so it's possible it that, was underwater yeah that atlantis flooded twenty thousand years ago and and f- to say flooded is is honestly quite the understatement considering that it was literally swallowed up into the ocean. There were giant and well, there are there's there are visible giant flood ripples across the Sahara. You, you what can, makes it look like a cinnamon roll. It's like a swirly, almost like a drain. Mm-hmm. Here's my devil's advocate thing. Here we go. Where I, Here we go. It's not that I don't, that I want this to be wrong or that I'm rooting against you in any way. Right. <laughs> it's that, uh, it's just that it's I just, not personal. No, not at all. And I, well, I'm just asking the question is that like, it's like, well, how well documented is stuff like, like say Atlantis being around circa 20,000 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that Plato would have heard about it in his lifetime when Plato was around how long ago? That was like the 1300s. Right. So. Right. The, yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. So Plato was around. No. 1300s. No way. No way. No. I'm, I'm asking. No. No. Plato know. is like ancient Greece. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily. Like. Who am I thinking of? I feel like Plato was. Was. Uh, was Holy BC, fuck. B- BCE. Yeah. 428. Or. I, to 347. I thought it was BC. 1937. Okay. 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 Okay, so right. he died 348 <laughs> years after the birth of Christ. Okay, so... Um, so he died in the year... Oh, this is where I get no, the three from. No, before, before. before the birth of Christ. B.C. That's what I said. That's before Christ. You said that. That's fine. Doesn't matter. No, oh, oh, B.C. is what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or if you prefer the b- so B.C.E. before it's Common so Era, whatever fuck your boat. They mention right. it's 348 slash 347, so vaguely 348 years before Christ. Okay. And that's if we even can all agree on when that actually happened. So these numbers don't really matter. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? But so- the 348 is, I was picturing 1348, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm... Uh, uh, I abandoned academia completely. So I don't, I mean, I don't claim to be a guy. I don't know things. <laughs> anyway, Austin. So Plato, Plato's around like much, much after we're suggesting that Atlantis could have existed, right? Yeah, thousands uh, of years. And the, and the thing is all that could be totally oral speech, like or not oral speech, sorry, oral storytelling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And, you know, yada, yada. But, that that's that's kind of where my apprehension is. No, that's fair. That, that, that there is no actual uh, 
written evidence you know there's there's writings but that doesn't necessarily mean it was there these aren't these are secondhand resources at least right at least yeah um but the the big argument is that the reason that we can't find this evidence is because all of it was erased by enormous cataclysm because if a flood of this magnitude happened and I don't know if any of you are familiar with Randall Carlson, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he's kind of one of the big experts on these matters, uh, mainly on asteroidal impacts, uh, asteroidal. Im- impacts. yeah, asteroidal <laughs> impacts and floods, uh, and floods I dare ca- you to caused say that by again. asteroidal implants, asteroidal <laughs> impacts <laughs> and floods, asteroidal <laughs> implants. I'm picturing like a giant. Meteor, but it's just a big breast implant. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a, just a big, it's a big water balloon. I mean, tone it down. Coming to Earth. I mean, we don't know. I mean, for for all we know, the contents of this massive asteroid could have been mainly silicone. So nice, <laughs> nice, good stuff. Come on, that's. I don't know what form would that be in, though. Would that be gives him a death look? <laughs> <laughs> but. If a flood of this magnitude happened, it would have ripped away the bedrock. So completely dragging a- any remnants of this civilization a- across the, the, the right. northern plain of Africa and into the ocean. It, it would be totally gone. And if anything was left over, it would not be in, near this Rashad structure, but somewhere between that and the ocean. And Oh, the Eye of Sahara. The Eye of the Sahara, yes. And... There's a bunch of um, newly disclosed FBI documents uh, that seem to reference this Rashad structure as being some sort of um, geomagnetic anomaly on the planet. And it's there with a bunch of other places. Oh, keep it going. So, <laughs> sorry, you gave me. Some, it looked like it looked I like a wrap it up to, to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this would be wrap it up. Keep it going. Keep it going. All right, I got you. Uh, I gotta, I gotta urinate as well. Okay, I'm gonna go first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can go first too. Okay, fantastic. Oh man. I'm watching you. All right. Yeah, let's go. I'll keep him going. We got this. Continue, sir. But these documents are. Uh, very eerie in the way that they're they're documented because there's huge chunks of this document that are, are currently redacted, whited out for for no apparent reason. It almost seems that mid sentence, exactly when they're about to tell us the purpose of these studies, that blank. Like, well, is like, it for no apparent reason? Uh, no reason that matter. That I mean, there is no given reason. So that's well, what's exactly. weird to me. There's something there. Yeah, there's something there. Some spooky spook. Exactly. I'll, I'll agree with that. And I, I think, think that alone raises yeah. questions. Like, and the fact that this possible location of some supposedly advanced civilization for the time mm-hmm. it happens to be a spot uh, that is also a geomagnetic anomaly. Like, who knows? What if somehow that is like was their power source or something. What if they had technology, but it was different. It wasn't silicon based. It was right. based on gravity. I know Ooh, this is... And here is pretty. where I check out. <laughs> See, and this is where I lose everybody. I, I okay. understand that. I'll accept <laughs> no. that. That's fine. No. What's I, gravity? Gravity's crazy, man. Yeah. John Marin, same guitarist. Yeah. Gravity! <laughs> <laughs> No, I do appreciate listening to your perspective. I think it's really interesting. 
Um, I do understand the holes. I, I definitely do. Holes. I'm not proposing anything as fact. Okay, great so what's movie. the hole? You go ahead. Wait, I missed the hole though. Yeah, wait, repeat that last part. For I was Jacob. peeing. God. The holes. <laughs> I missed. I just, what you, what a special? Um... <laughs> I use but, my but, fingers. What power source? Yeah, power source. Whatever the hell. I guess. Okay. Because you're talking about silicone. Not silicone. Uh, so maybe it not being silicone. So like that's what our technology is based on. Is it's it's microchips. It's computers. We we build these complex uh, systems with gold laid on top of silicone. It's I mean obviously it's more complex than that. But like that's how we've built this immense technological infrastructure to our society. What if before us there was a time where people became advanced? differently according to the resources that they had near them i i think that it's fair to say that civilizations uh grow in accordance with the materials that they are surrounded by for sure so what if they just had access to different materials so and we're not 100 like gravity sure so apparently the, the thing is um that's kind of the mainstream understanding of Atlantis is it's like a fictional uh, previous advanced civilization. Like there was like a Disney movie called Atlantis and they had like awesome movie. It was like underwater <laughs> and they had like magical technology. Right. And so that's not necessarily um, the part we want to focus on. I think that must be the whole we identified is they had gravity powers. Well, and I don't believe in, I, I don't believe it was magic. You know, I, I, I think that, Okay, for instance, but they could have say had there's developed a, technology that uh, thousands of years later we would recognize as organic material and not necessarily something else. And so it's like it's and it's possible that if the whole place was lost, that a lot of that development was lost with it. Because we're right, talking about yeah. like pre Ice Age, right? Well, it would have been right before the the Younger Dryas, or after the Younger Dryas. Hold on, you're familiar with. I was hoping you'd go there. Okay, yeah. What about the flood myth? The flood myth? I don't think the flood myth is a myth. I think it was a flood, baby. I think they put two lions and two elephants on a bus. Yeah, they put them on a... I also, a think there could have, I also think there could have been more than one flood. Okay, so the Younger Dryas, also ca called uh, Younger Dryas Stadial, is a cool period between roughly... Uh, 12,900 and 11,600 years ago that disrupted the prevailing warming trend occurring in the northern hemisphere at the end of the Pleistocene epoch. Or epoch. Epoch. Epoch, right. that's the Thank correct... Thank you. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Is it epic? I said epic? I said epic, because oh, e I don't know how to pronounce words. He doesn't apparently. know how to read. Epic. He's from Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Baldwin Barry over here. <laughs> um, but I, I think that um, what people like, say, Randall Carlson kind of hop on is that this period of time was caused by uh, a cataclysm mm -hmm. uh most the most popular like motherfucking asteroid an asteroid and th this is a very real thing like we we know f say for fact that the dinosaurs were wiped out by the effects of an Im immense and gigantic asteroid um, in the gulf of mexico yeah yeah, that's what made so, that. So I'm just saying, like, there's lots of stuff flying around out here in the universe. I, I, I don't the think... The galaxy, even. 
Yeah, in the galaxy. It stands to reason <laughs> that solar we have been impacted more than a couple times. I think that... In the billions of years that the Earth has existed. It does make sense that a, chasic, a, a cataclysm, a cataclysmic event uh, would wipe away any evidence for and therefore any evidence against. Any evidence against. In, yeah. So uh, I can understand that, that while... Because if you live on the west coast of Africa... And an asteroid hits the Gulf of Mexico. That's gonna fuck your your day up. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but but that timeline doesn't add up for the dinosaurs. That's the, I mean, you know, whatever. Well, and that almost brings me to another point: is that here we go. So the dinosaurs are said to have existed what sixty five million years ago. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, some about, some somewhere around well, that. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of uh, room for a lot error, of er- errors. Um, but humans are only said to have existed i mean modern humans for twenty thousand years some somewhere around that not even necessarily modern humans but more modern homo sapiens sapiens, yeah i mean there's all kinds of hominids that have been floating about and and whatnot but are we about to go bigfoot on them Bigfoot, Bigfoot's real, hundred percent. You think Bigfoot's real? Oh, <clears throat> dude! I think there's more than one. Obviously, I think it's, it's a, a species. species. Well, no, yeah. of course. I well, mean, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So you think there's the 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 fabled Sasquatchanaqua just hanging out, just Sasquatchanaqua? <laughs> okay, that's okay. A here, really, here. really. That's a reference to Total Drama Island. <laughs> wow, yeah, that is that's really that's really in there, man. Yeah, I forgot really about is. that show. Yeah, that's wow. what we call a deep cut. I'm layers deep. I'm totally checked out. So, like, there's... <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was good. So, okay, let me finish up what I was talking about yeah, first, and sure. then, then Bigfoot. <laughs> so, I think there's been plenty of time for lots of different species to evolve, mm. and then become extinct in fact only like a very small percentage of all life that has existed on the earth still exists today why are we think that we're so special that we're the only ones that have gotten it this advanced you know i think you can apply the uh, the arrogance argument to many different stuff and you're, you're, <laughs> probably, you're probably right stuff. <laughs> i just think ah, like like why do we think we're so special that aliens would want to talk to us, would want to communicate with us, would want to, yeah. would, would deem our... Well, our, that's a huge thing. That's a whole thing, right? Why, why would like, we think... And then, and on the, you know, in a totally different we're, thing we're that I... We're just apes with nukes. Right, that I don't agree with. <laughs> totally different thing that I don't agree with would be, why do we think we are arrogant enough to change the climate? You know, like, why, why would we be important enough to change the climate? There's like a whole bunch of stuff that you can apply that to. Some of it's totally valid. Some of it's not very valid. That's true. Are you saying that we're not It's a broad argument. Are you saying that we're not powerful enough to enact climate change? No, I mean, no. I definitely... I don't know. Austin's (laughs) over here. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think that that we are, and that's what's happening. But I think that... uh, You know, know, there's the whole... Why are are we... We are arrogant enough to, to think that we are the pinnacle of intelligent life. On Earth, at least. I mean, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. I think dolphins are way smarter. You think dolphins are smarter? <laughs> they have bigger brains. <laughs> they do have bigger brains. Well, so do elephants. Whales well, elephants are really smart, brains. too. So I don't you know. know, I hear, we've talked about this on the show before, that um, manatees and dugongs have very human-like genitalia. Hold up. Du- dugongs? What is that? Dugongs have very human-like genitalia. Yeah, what is genitalia. a dugong? What, what is that? 
A dugong? Yeah, oh, I've God. never heard of a it's dugong. Like a, it's like a manatee. Oh. Got it. Oh. A sea cow. A variant. Okay. There used to be really, really big sea cows at, at one point, and we, well, the, the the thought is that we hunted them to extinction, although that also comes to another argument on, did we actually hunt all of these giant megafauna to extinction, or were they wiped out by cataclysm? I love the word megafauna. megafauna. I love it. I yeah. love Talk that about word. a good band name. Ugh, megafauna. megafauna. Wow, we're coming up with a bunch of, we should, we should write these down. Megafauna that's, that's and, what was the other one? The, the pollinators. The pollinators. pollinators. Yeah, yeah. If I saw megafauna on a bill with the pollinators, I'm buying Dude. that ticket. Well, well, otherwise sight unseen. Hey, let's go megafauna ahead and buy those domains before somebody else does. Jacob V and the I'm pollinators. With special guest megafauna. Megafauna. Wow. I'm, I'm hooked on that. Hey, That's... will you go ahead and get those uh, URLs for me? Mm-hmm. Can you get those? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll log into AWS those. when I get home. I love the phrase <laughs> megafauna, the word megafauna, because there was a yeah. uh, something that we talked about, and it was, I watched, I took a documentary film class, okay, that was about environmental documentaries, right? Uh, and there was one specifically, and it was it was about the fucking the killing of dolphins. It's called oh. the Cove. You really should yeah, check I saw it that out. one. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. I think I have watched. They that. do like a heist. It's awesome. They do a heist to plant cameras in this in the cove where they slaughter 20,000 dolphins a year in Japan somewhere. I have watched this. Fucking insane. Uh but one of the things that we talked about was like, well, why is this what's being talked about in a documentary when there are many other issues that could that are happening that we could be talking about? Like, well, one of the reasons would be charismatic megafauna. We really like big cute animals. Dolphins like a beluga whale. I saw a beluga whale. And her baby beluga whale swimming in circles at the aquarium in Chicago, and my mom cried. Oh, hmm. I would have. It was beautiful. Allison and I watched the uh, watched the Pixar short last night, and she just she cried because it was which it was, Pixar short was this? I can't remember what it was called. You but guys was... can watch live action film. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> it only makes this girl watch cartoons. I don't understand. The, the idea that I make her do this. I like cartoons too, man. I'm big into cartoons. I put it on because she likes them, and she she picked that one. <laughs> um, it was one from 2009 that I had never seen before, and it was about uh, storks delivering babies and different different delivering different kinds of babies. It was really awesome. Because what do you like, mean different kinds of babies? Yeah, well, different like species of babies. They're like species. Pup, puppies and kit kittens Aww. and whatever. And uh, there was one there's one like stormy cloud that can only make mean animals i guess like it makes like the clouds make babies and then the, and then the storks, the storks deliver those babies home. so there's like teams of storks and clouds and uh spoilers well we'll get there i guess but there's only there's one uh storm cloud that can only make bad babies mean babies which he makes a little alligator baby and oh and it's really mean. Who's like, to say an alligator baby is a mean baby? Well, I mean, it just. Well, he was in the short. Yeah, in the short. Okay. Yeah, it chomped the head of the 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 stork. Okay, and, I'll yeah. take it. That's my thing. I think we. I agree with you, Danielle. We need more positive alligator visibility. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we need more positive just <laughs> animal visibility. Like I mean, rats? I'm a baby alligator, and I rats. I agree with this. <laughs> if I only see negative representations of my people in the media, Danielle has an agenda. <laughs> I do have a rat agenda. I do. <laughs> Um, but she was crying because the stork had a, a bait or had a had another cloud make like football pads and a helmet so that it would no longer be hurt by the dangerous animals that its cloud was making. And it was really Aww. sweet and she started crying. Oh. <laughs> she was like, it's just so sweet. Honestly. I'm gonna need you to um enlighten us. 
with the title of this short because I really want to watch it. I can't remember what it's called. I'll find it. Okay. I'll find it. I got Disney Plus. We got yeah, Disney so Plus too. I yeah. signed up for three years in advance. That uh, oh. I got like two hundred bucks off or something. I didn't know that was a thing. It was a that, um, it was a pre-sale. That's someone to lava one that they played before Moana. <gasps> Lava's oh good. god i don't even remember moana but that no oh you remember okay so i'm not oh, logged in yeah i remember that that was so good you're not logged you forgot your disney plus password yeah i don't have my disney plus well i use my my mom's and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i got a new phone so i'm not logged in to disney plus on this phone yet so if uh, i will absolutely help you find this uh, Disney short, although you can yeah, probably you just find Googled it if you want. Okay, just type think, in Pixar. Okay. I kind of think we'll it's there. Austin could have Googled it in the time it took him to explain that he lost his pirated. <laughs> <think, laughs> and that he uses his mom's. I think it's called Storks. <laughs> That's me better content, you're me you're, you're not on your mom's no, Netflix. No. no, my dad called me today and he said, "Hey, your HBO Max just popped up on my TV." So did Damn you? It. Did you just <laughs> literally right before we came here? He was like, "Did you just? Did you just get an HBO Max?" Subscription? I was mm. like, yeah. You Are you stealing my data? Like, what is yeah. happening? Are you mining data on me for the yeah, NSA? Yeah, what the hell? Father? I don't understand cloudy. how it's that happened, but he, he, he gained cloudy. access immediately. Wow. Immediately. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, share the world. I'm behind on the Mandalorian. Share, share the HBO Max. I my cousin haven't. was in one of the episodes. Really? He was. Very mentioned this yeah. to me. In you passing. know, I hung out with a guy who went on later to be a stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. Bradley Cooper? No, his name was Andy... <laughs> And he's like a German like uh, model or something. Oh, and he got fancy. to be a stormtrooper. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, my cousin lives in LA, and he he does a lot of background work. He's That's in a awesome. lot of really neat, just random productions, and that was one of the the ones that he got he got to be a part of. That's awesome. Yeah, super cool to be a part of such a big production and see like the behind the scenes and how so cool. how all that is working. The way they really made that neat. show is fucking brilliant because yeah. they just anyway I don't know they just yeah. made it an Unreal Engine or whatever and then they I think it's so cool. Super neat. Super, super cool. Neat. I mean, you obviously can't tell that it's him because he's wearing like a freaking mask. Right. Shit, but yeah. super super neat. Cool yeah. guy. Uh, it's called Partly Cloudy. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, okay. So there Good you go. Good to know. Old, Thank you. Yeah. See? My, my See? viewing pleasure. Take that pleasure. home. Yeah. Take <laughs> that so home. Good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. So did we ever get back to Bigfoot? No, no we, we have not actually gotten hit back Bigfoot. to Bigfoot. No. Get back to it. Did I miss we this? We didn't start it. So um, okay, here we go. Uh, He said something about hominids. And then I said, are we going to go full Bigfoot on them? And then Barry said, Bigfoot is real. And Austin said, Really? all right barry you know okay so the whole argument seems to be like oh we have you know aerial view of like all of the land blah 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 blah. okay but there is not it's not just aerial view though it's not you know like we we don't know about all the caves we don't know about all the cave systems okay you know but we also are not 100 percent monitoring the entire earth all the time or else you know, we wouldn't really have as much terrorism and, and crime because we would know where, where everybody was at all times. So we're not, like, constantly looking for Bigfoot. I don't know if that's fair to say at all. I don't think that that's the... I don't, okay, well, I'll let you finish. Sorry. I don't know. In the in the Jason Bourne movies, they can pull up a satellite feed of just about anything pretty quick. That's fair, dude. Actually, we can't pull where, up satellite feeds uh, above the Amazon. The Amazon is almost constantly having, like, 
like clouds and like this, like a bunch of stuff above it all Isn't the time. Isn't a large part of the Amazon totally non-visible? Unexplored also? Yeah, that too. We actually have like discovered like uh, uncontacted uncontacted tribes there yeah, fairly tribes, recently. Dog. And they're aggressive. You're not supposed to go near them. No, also, they don't like white people. That's a thing. They also happen to share very similar DNA <laughs> with Australian <laughs> Aborigines, which doesn't really Pangea, make a, brother. A, a whole lot of sense. Pangea. I think it... Land bridge. I'm kind of thinking more uh, uh, seafaring civilizations earlier than we thought. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is also argued against all the time. But I think it could be possible. Especially seafaring. Especially if Atlantis was real. Here's the thing is that Sasquatch shows up like uh, mostly in the Pacific Northwest, right? Mm -hmm. um, how is that area not more explored or en enough explored that we can totally discount it? Do I we mean, think that weren't, a... weren't we just talking earlier, though, about how like, you know, these these big cataclysmic events well not that i was talking about like national forests being kind of like who like that's why like right. people like dump bodies there and stuff all the time because they think they aren't going to be found because they're going to get eaten by a bigfoot from atlantis okay but it's been there but the th we've had cartographers and and whatnot and okay. then access to that stuff for for that area for so long i feel like we'd have more than like and it's just not just looking at aerial picture. views it's it's taking Whatever the heck it's called, like going going across the ground and 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 seeing, you know, footprints and and you know, what types of organisms are being eaten. I would love. We have. I would love for Sasquatch. To... What no, same, yeah. same. Like yeah. I'm rooting for it, <laughs> yeah. but at the what same is... time, it's like, how? Yeah. What like, if they're like mm. ultra stealthy? Like, hear me out. So, like. <laughs> Like I am hearing you out. I'm chameleons right exist, right? And and, and octopuses, you know, <laughs> and they're able to like change the literal color of mm. their skin and the texture yeah. of their yeah. bodies right, at right. at will. And an octopus can open a pickle jar. Who's to say yeah, but... that an ape couldn't? You know, I'm not saying they like, couldn't, like the but how dog. would we not know that at this point, or have like some sort of clue? That that's the case, especially with such a large being like we we are constantly we have researchers out there looking at all these different ecosystems. That and, is like, the one thing that working. I always get back to is the, the lack of <laughs> remains. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Because like oh. they could have a natural death and then where does that body go? What if they dispose <laughs> of their dead? You know, what if they're tri tribal? What I if they're intelligent like to, enough to like I just, do that? I but where do know. they put would, them? Exactly. And I would think if they were tribal, we would oh. have some more evidence about it. I would, if it was such a thing where these things do exist, it would be at least in my mind and conceptual model of the world. Obviously, How many... I don't know, but I would think that it would be a couple here and there that we're just like not freaking seeing. There are 12 Not like seasons. a whole fucking tribe. There are, 12, there are 12 seasons Bigfoot. of Finding Bigfoot. <laughs> oh. 12 seasons of Finding Bigfoot? There are 12 seasons yeah, of Finding Bigfoot. Yeah, and why haven't we found him yet? If there right. are 12 right. damn that seasons. That show is irrelevant. Okay. That, that is not what I'm talking about when but I'm talking about is, Bigfoot. It's like, I mean, you know, we, we appear to have at least put some effort into it. And, you know, we've spent 12 seasons oh. of reality TV trying to... <laughs> 
Because that. Because that's it, the pinnacle of research, right. really. Because that's the pinnacle. It exactly. doesn't help our argument, Barry. That there's 12 seasons. <laughs> there's no physical remains in 12 seasons. We're just seasons throwing that out foot. there. Like, how? Mm-hmm. What is your response? Well, there's there's uh, what 15, 16 seasons of Ancient Aliens, and I'm not sitting here saying that there's not life in the universe. That's true. Oh, okay, I think that's a little okay. Did it's you see Prometheus? It's a little bit different. Oh, we've got like, there's like a, I did not see Prometheus. Okay, never mind. Oh, Prometheus okay. was amazing. Yeah, there's, there's, there's you know, there's uh, there's hieroglyphs of like UFOs or whatever, yada yada. There's yeah, like in the Mona Lisa. Big yeah, in the too. Mona Lisa, there's stuff. There's you know all whatever. Okay, so we have that at least. But the thing is, it's like we don't have Bigfoot's body. Anything besides the. The or like any sort of DNA picture. evidence. It could be a the, one the Patterson hair. the Patterson footage is what you're talking about. Mm, yes. Sixty seven Patterson Gimlet film. <laughs> Are you just you're just flexing that you know that? No, he is really on it. <laughs> he is really on it. It's actually called the Patterson video. <laughs> <laughs> and I and if it, I I believe that that footage is a sham. Mm-hmm. I, I truly do. I, I think I that think that it's it hard. Fake. Uh, however, uh, an old <laughs> professor of mine, and also of of Danielle's, uh, uh, John Wickersham, is his name. He's a storyteller. He is a wonderful storyteller, um, and he has this story. And what's really interesting about it is that it it took place in the fifties. This is well a good 10 15 years before the patterson footage mm, you know mm-hmm. before it even came out he calls it the critter story he doesn't really talk talk about it like it's bigfoot because he's like eh, about the whole B- bigfoot um phenomenon right. you know it's like there's a lot of culture surrounding the bigfoot and that's not he doesn't talk about it in that light he's a s- huge skeptic himself but he has uh talked in class about the experience that he's had with something coming up to his tent and putting its giant hands pressing pressing down into his tent and now he's he had more than a, one huh he told me a different story he has more than one critter story he's the, had multiple experiences we, okay i'm gonna let you finish and then i'll play I do, devil's advocate okay yeah most definitely um Big old hands on the tent, Barry. <laughs> Big old hands on the tent. Uh, and he also talks about, like, you know, it, it was making a ruckus out in the woods. He heard and a ruckus? You know, it was like banging banging rocks at the trees and clapping sticks together and, you know, making noise. And uh, they even, so they used to camp out in a kind of remote area in Colorado, uh, you know, so out there in the mountains. It's actually really interesting. Like, they would go out there you know back when you could do this kind of stuff and they would just like roll up the highway and shoot guns at stop signs and they would like play dress yeah played i never heard this part they would they did this thing where where the whole year they would pour liquor into this uh this big like you know xxx like jug any kind of liquor and they and they would pour like fill it up until they went on their summer trip and they would go hang out in this remote area all summer hammered and that you know, that's where they had their experiences. Bunch of crazy stories about that. Um, but you know, the one that's always stuck out the most to me was this about the critter. And ultimately, I think I just want to believe my professor. That's fair. And I think it's interesting that the story takes place like a very good amount of time before Bigfoot was even a thing. And it, I, 
I just feel merit in the story. And that's my feelings. So, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. I but, understand what you're saying, though. Yeah. But uh, I believe him. Right. I do want to hear Daniel's uh, devil's advocate, I though. Because she had him as a teacher as well. I did have him as a teacher, and, and not, I was not as close to him, you know, as you were. And definitely, I think he's a awesome guy. I think there absolutely is merit to his stories. The same time, I did hear different stories, and he... It, his main story he told us was that he was, you know, camping in the, the high country of the mountains and came across more like just ca- cabins that were like abandoned and anyone could like camp out in them. And that's that's where the story took place. But at the same time, devil's advocate is if you're connecting with college aged people and getting them interested in your class maybe you would tell a couple stories he's a writer mm-hmm. uh the morning is always nigh is this book i have it yeah. home yeah super super cool dude um yeah i would agree like the way that he would speak on it i don't think that he's you know just like telling stories to tell stories right uh at the same time if you're you know camping in the high mountains you're gonna hear some shit <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> what about the hands on the tent, Danielle? Yeah, big hands on tent. I didn't hear the hands on the tent story. The hands on the tent. I, I heard hands a creeping around an abandoned ca- cabin story, mm. and you know, hands maybe, on the cabin. Maybe I wasn't as close to him to hear the hands on um, the tent story. The time he was in the cabin was was later than the hands on the tent. That's when he was with his son at the site. That was actually, I think, later than the fifties. I love how you know exactly um, what I'm talking about. No, yeah, and uh, that was he. They there was bang on this cabin which by the way I, I need to find the name of the site but it's a historical site now yeah. like it's not a place you could just go out there and camp or anything like there's mm. signs up like oh this was used you know these people were, were coal miners and blah 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 and oh, uh, sure. there's actually mines nearby this place there's a whole nother story where him and his friends found a, a crate of dynamite out there which after an amount of time di- when dynamite has sat for too long it becomes unstable so they were like uh <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> and left the I would have dove right in there. I'd have been like, this oh, is yeah. oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't handle old dynamite. Mm-mm. You can lose an arm. Or a face. <clears throat> like the Panama Canal. They had sweaty dynamite, bro. It was a problem. Sweaty dynamite. It was so humid down there, and they didn't insulate the dynamite, and so it would just like fuck up, and people died. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, I, I, the, the, I just got it in safe distance away and just throwing a rock at it. <laughs> you know? Um, the first time they a rock yeah. and a crate of dynamite <laughs> <laughs> lipstick in my Valentino white bag. The, there is also <laughs> sorry, sorry, Barry. So apparently, uh, they came across somebody else when they were camping out there. You know, they saw a fire in the distance, and they you know went to check it out because I guess that's what you did back then they're like who is this camping over there we should check out our surroundings and it was just some dude camping out by himself and he described having encounters with this this critter he's like yeah i've heard stuff out in the woods and blah 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 so you know this person could have just been messing with them for, for for all we know maybe it was his his big big hairy palms pressing into the tent <laughs> like uh i i just think the most interesting thing to me is that it took place like Long, long before the Patterson footage was even a thing, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that he calls it the critter and not Bigfoot, right? Uh, that's what makes it believable to myself. 
Also, I was just perplexed by the story in a medieval philosophy class where I wanted to literally talk about anything else than so, medieval philosophy. So I was like, yeah, Bigfoot, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so calling it a critter, it's like it could have been a chupacabra. The chupacabra. Could it could have been the Mothman. Ooh, that's another one. I love these cryptid stories, honestly. I, I grew up on this stuff. They tried to ban the books from my elementary school, same era when they were trying to like you know, the PTO moms were trying to ban Harry Potter and stuff because right. it was magic. That's but so uh, funny, I considering... had a really cool librarian that hid all the UFO Bigfoot books so they wouldn't get rid of them because she knew that I only took those books from the library. I never read anything else other than like the Chronicles of Narnia and That's Harry Potter. <laughs> That's a beautiful story, Mary. It's a good story. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that's another episode of JPD <laughs> Weekly. High five. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, whatever. Please subscribe, rate, review, interact in some way. It helps us out. Uh, we have an Instagram page for the show at Jacob V. Weekly where we post exclusive content and clips and highlights from previous episodes. You can contact the show with questions or topics for future discussion at jacobbweekly at gmail.com. And you can call the show and leave us a voicemail, 314-632-6602. Oh, you can also find original music by uh, myself and actually most of my guests here this evening on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer. Why don't you bang it? I have curated a monthly Spotify playlist since May of 2020. I have one for each month on Spotify. Search for Jacob B's favorite songs, and you'll see them all there, updated frequently. Uh, we did it. High five. Any last words, team? Bigfoot's real. See? That's that bullshit again. Atlantis, too. Big movie's good. Save the beat. I'll let you all have that one. <laughs> <laughs>